Hello, 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 and welcome in to episode number 97 of the Sports Kiki Podcast. My name is Alex Reamer, coming to you on Saturday, December 25th, otherwise known as Christmas Day. That's right. I'm such a hard worker. I am podcasting on Christmas Day. All right. Maybe I'm recording the show a couple of days in advance, but I'm tweeting about it on Christmas Day, a tweet from the Outsports account, and anytime you get up, type your hands on that little keyboard, that's a work day. That's the kind of dedication I have for all you folks out there. Uh, Seriously, I really appreciate everybody listening to the podcast. Next week will be our year-end show, so I'll save my sappy speech for them. But in the meantime, everyone just know that. Very thankful for all your listenership and your interest in the show and what we do at Outsports. As I've said ad nauseum, this podcast would not be very fun to do if nobody listened, writing, Our articles on Outsports about great LGBTQ athletes and their stories would not be as fun if nobody was interested in learning about the people uh, whom we're writing about. So you are all the key of this. Hopefully you're having a safe, happy, and healthy holiday season. As we've had our president say and throngs of governors and mayors say, we do have this COVID surge right now, but it's not March 2020. We are in a much different place. We have vaccines. We have booster shots. I got mine a couple weeks ago. We have therapeutics. We know more about COVID. We know more about effective mitigation strategies. This is not early spring of 2020 again. It may feel that way, just seeing the barrage of headlines, the barrage of posts on social media. Don't get off that if that is putting you in a down mood. Get your rapid test if you're negative and feel like it's all good. And your family is ready to celebrate with you and see each other again. Some people have been apart from their families for two years at this point, which is crazy. Go out and do it. Go out and do it. This is not March 2020. And I'm glad that that message is getting out there a little more. So that's a long way of saying. I hope you're all having a happy holiday season. A Merry Christmas. A couple of uh, stories that I want to get to today. The first story involves the NFL. And a player by the name of Carl Nassib, not sure if you've heard of him, the out gay football player, kind of has been a big deal. Uh, There was a new segment that premiered on the NFL Network Thursday after Titans 49ers, Thursday Night Football. It's a NFL 360 segment titled We Are All Human, and it highlights Carl Nassib's impact among gay football players. It features three out gay football players. Former offensive lineman Ryan O'Callaghan, former college defensive back Avery Saffold, and a high school offensive lineman by the name of Jake Streeter. And that's what I want to talk about here on the show today. Who is Jake Streeter? Well, he is somebody who we've profiled on Outsports a few times. He wrote his coming out story with us in 2019. Then I wrote a follow-up piece on him this past September. And what I think is just so cool about Jake's story and seeing him in this NFL Network segment about Carl Nassib alongside a professional, an ex-pro offensive lineman, Ryan O'Callaghan, is his journey. So Jake was outed as a freshman in 2018. And as one could imagine, that did not make him feel very good. And it only intensified the love-hate relationship that he had with his favorite sport, football, 
and after being outed, right as his high school career begins, Jake was debating whether or not to get back on the football field. He almost didn't do it, but he did. And when he went to the practice field for that first time, he saw 60 welcoming and supportive faces. And since then, he's been successfully reclaiming his story and finding his confidence along the way. When he wrote his coming out piece in 2019, all of his teammates offered to pose in a picture with him, which is awesome. And in the ensuing years, Jake and his mom, Jen, who also is wonderful, have made an admission to increase LGBTQ visibility in their little corner of the world. This past June, they had a project. They started with about 50 pride flags and they wanted to hand them around town. And the expectation was that they would probably just have to give some away. No way they thought that they would be able to hand out 50 pride flags in their community. Aurora, Illinois uh, is where Jake goes to high school. Well, they were wrong. (laughs) Instead, Jake and his mom could not keep up with the demand, and soon there were about 300 pride flags flying high throughout their community. Jake and his mom also built his reimagined closet, a great arts project. I have a picture on it in my piece, by the way. Just Google Jake Streeter, you'll find it. They took out his closet doors, removed the panels, and reconstructed his childhood closet into something colorful and reaffirming. And it's become a very popular picture spot around town. It has a great message on top of it as well. And they showed that closet they were proud and would live happily ever after. That's pretty awesome. And it's just awesome to see Jake's journey outed as a freshman. Now he's a senior. He's taken the initiative to educate his classmates about gay issues and most importantly, engage in dialogue. You know, Jake told me that questions do not offend him. They mean others are interested. He said to me, I just feel like it's a really important thing for people to know about and learn in general. And I don't think in schools really get much of that. If there is a way for people to have that outside of school, it's good to still know and it's good to get out there. Here, here, at least when I went to high school, we did not learn a whole lot about gay or LGBTQ history Judging by Jake's comments, it sounds like it's a similar situation today. So questions do not offend him. It just means people are interested. And I think that's a great message that we can take as a society in these very polarizing times. That just because somebody has a question about a trans issue or a question about something else and they may not be using the right terminology and their question may be a little ignorant because they don't know much about the issue, that doesn't mean that they're trying to cause harm. It doesn't mean that they're hateful. It just means possibly that they are genuinely curious and want to find out more, which is why they asked the question. So wasn't easy, I'm sure, for Jake. But I I think just a really cool moment for him and his family this holiday season, about three, four years after he was outed as a freshman in high school, again, right as his high school career is beginning, he's featured in an NFL Network segment alongside other out football players talking about the impact of the out NFL player, Carl Nassib. So really, really awesome stuff there. Another story I wrote about on Outsports this week, uh, we're going to go to Poland for this one. Yes, you know, I, I talk often about Polish athletes, uh, but this is worth bringing up. Uh, 
Jolenta Ogar, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, she is an Olympian who competed in her third Olympics last summer for Team Poland. She won silver. Uh, she's a rower. She won silver in her race, her and her partner. And this week it was reported that Jolenta Ogar and her wife had a, had a baby, had a daughter. But when they welcomed their first child into the world last month, they were living in Spain instead of Poland, Ogar's native country, the country that she just represented at the Tokyo Games. And why is that? Because the environment for LGBTQ people in Poland is dangerous. The government does everything they can to implement fear in people, said Ogar. That's via the Associated Press. And it is true, Poland, like a lot of right-wing nationalist uh, nations with with right-wing governments, I guess a nation, a government, a right-wing government is becoming increasingly hostile towards LGBTQ people due to the government's incessant anti-gay rhetoric. This past September, the European Union even threatened to pull funding from Poland after nearly 100 regions passed these absurd ordinances declaring they were quote-unquote free from LGBT ideology. Oh yeah, if only it was so easy to just declare that you were free from the gays. Eh, Not that easy. So the European Union's threat to pull funding actually resulted in some local ordinances repealing their resolutions. So, you know, I bring up this story because, I mean, it's sad that an Olympian and her wife have to move out of her native country to start a family because they don't feel like their family would be welcome in Poland and legally they wouldn't be. Same-sex marriage is outlawed. Same-sex couples cannot adopt children. But on top of that, it's dangerous. It's a dangerous and an increasingly dangerous environment. So they're moving to Spain. They have a home there. Spain is one of the more inclusive and liberal countries in the world for LGBTQ people. So that's great. But it's a nice reminder that we do a lot of complaining about this country I certainly do a lot of complaining about this country and where we're going and the state of things right now, but we have so much more freedom here that we just take for granted. I mean, this is not a story about an athlete in a third world country. This is is a story about an athlete in Poland, in Europe. Poland is a member of the EU and it's becoming so hostile to out LGBTQ people that this Olympian who represented her country on the world stage in one A medal doing it feels like she can't have her family there because they can't be safe. And that's just sad. And that's just sad. And it's a reminder that LGBTQ rights remain tenuous for so many members of our community. We are really in the minority. Those of us living in the U.S., Western Europe, you know, many countries in Latin and South America... We are we are in the minority. So many bill, millions, billions of members of our community would maybe probably not billions, but you know, hundred millions, whatever the number is, members of our community do not live like that. They live in fear. They can't be themselves. They can't live life openly. Ogar and her wife are lucky. They have the financial means to. They got married in Mallorca, Spain. They're now have a home in Mallorca. It's a beautiful place, and they have the financial means to do that. But not everybody does. And it's just, again, an important message that uh, not everybody is lucky as we are. They just aren't. So it's worth worth pointing that out, especially this time of year. 
And I also, we're all about lessons here on this Christmas edition of the Sports Kiki. Uh, Ian Matos is a Brazilian diver who competed in the 2016 games in Rio de Janeiro. He died Wednesday uh, due to a lung infection. Uh, He was just 32 years old. He competed in the men's synchronized three-meter springboard at the 2016 Olympics in Rio and then was in the hospital for almost two months. An infection in his throat spread to his stomach and lungs. Um, And what I love about Matos, and I pretty much just learned about him this week, he came out in 2014, two years before he competed as an Olympian in his home country, Brazil. And he said that number one, Tom Daly's coming out the year prior inspired him to do the same. So that is visibility in action, right? A diver is closeted. He is wondering whether to come out. I hope you just didn't pick up that sound. Someone is speeding down my street in an engine that sounds like it's from 1948. But I digress. Uh, Matos comes out in 2014, says Daly's coming out, inspired him to do the same. So that is visibility at its finest, right? A visible out gay diver. His presence leads another diver to come out and be out and open. So that's pretty cool. What I also love about Matos' story is a friend told him to stay in the closet until after the Rio games, but he did not heed that friend's advice. He could not stand lying anymore. At 24 years old, at the time he said he wanted to experience gay parties, dating, all the wonderful and fabulous trappings of gay life that he could not enjoy as a closeted person. And his coming out didn't dampen support for him in Brazil. He competed in the Olympics. He was a national hero. Sponsors were with him. Friends organized a fundraising drive so his mom and siblings could be with him while he was receiving medical treatments in Rio this year. It nearly doubled his $2,500 target in just a few days. So... I love that story, and it shows you that strength and courage always outweighs fear, and it also ties into the NFL Network segment we kicked off the show talking about, because what I also love about that segment is it highlights the joy in coming out. So much of the conversation around coming out in sports, especially male sports if we're being honest, is based around fear. People are afraid that their teammates won't accept them or they're afraid that society won't accept them. Uh, as we talked about last week with Candace Parker, there's just a lot of a lot of things at play when you decide to come out and the conversation centers around all of those negative things and it doesn't always center around the positive things that come after coming out and the joy and personal liberation that people feel and the acceptance they feel as Jake Streeter did, as Carl Nassib has. So it's uh, it's good to see the joy in post coming out being highlighted on such a big platform like the NFL Network with an NFL production. So that is it for me today. Thank you for listening again to episode 97 of the Sports Kiki. I hope you all have a wonderful holiday season. And I'll talk to you next on the show next Saturday.